Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mary B. Welcome to the The Happiest Happiest Girls Podcast. Episodes will drop every Monday morning, and each week we'll be tackling a new topic, chatting about motherhood, singlehood, health, wellness, and everything in between. Tune in each week as we discuss what it means to be the happiest girl. Hey, Kate. Hey, Mary. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. It's been a lovely week. Feeling so good this week. I know. I feel like I'm so disconnected from you because we've been in a long-distance relationship this week. I know, and I can't even tell you how empty the city feels without dictating her. The city has been so sad, I'm sure. Without the joy us. is gone without her in it. Yes, for those of you who don't know, we've been in Kansas City since Friday. I had a wedding in Kansas City for a high school friend, which was so gorgeous, stunning, amazing, so much fun. And then we just stayed for the week because I have a wedding. Obviously, I'm back in New York now, today, Friday. And then Spencer... And I are going back to Kansas City tomorrow for an event in Kansas City that we have to go to. And so my mom is watching Dictator tonight. And that's just too much flying with a baby that I'm not doing. So, yeah. (sighs) It's been really nice being home. And it really hasn't been too hot in Casey. It's getting hotter now. But it's been really nice being home and just having space and Dixter has been crawling all around she's been going up and down stairs like a crazy woman my parents have a pool so she's been loving that and my mom you know cooks meals and cleans mm, spice and of life it's just been nice having extra hands around to so have your own wife yeah literally my own <laughs> my own <laughs> sister wife over here so it's been great what have you been doing just missing you. Yeah, that's fair. That's Having fair. some FOMO. So what do you do when I'm not here? I wait for you to come back. I wait for you to come back. <laughs> I've had a little bit of FOMO with all of the content that's coming in from being home. I have always this dilemma over the summer where I love being home and and being amongst family for a time, but I miss the city too. So yeah. it's it's a nice totally. thing though to be caught between two good things. Also, the routine of being home is always nice and dictator never sleeps as well as she does when she's in her own nursery so that's always tough relatable yeah i sleep the best in my own bed yeah Yeah. so this week has been good though i had a really fun weekend last weekend i went to a concert at brooklyn steel and it was really great and then we ended up at the williamsburg hotel which, have you ever been to that? No, but you texted me. You were like, and like pod, pod content. <laughs> pod content. Talk like, about Williams Rick Hotel. <laughs> it was really cool. So, of course, it's in Brooklyn. So, and it, we were on the rooftop. So, the view is of Manhattan and the river, which was beautiful. And there is a rooftop that reminded me of, like, Mr. Purple rooftop. Like, it has a pool mm-hmm. and, like, a bar. Obviously, no one was in the pool because it was, like, 11 p.m., but... Then they have this, like, you walk up more stairs to what looks like it could be, like, a water tower. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. probably was once a water tower Mm -hmm. and has been repurposed into a bar club area. There was a DJ and there was half of the structure was glass and the glass half you could see Manhattan and the river. Then the other half were these really cool murals that were, like, 
New York, New York, if you can make it here anywhere, if you can make it anywhere, there was a lot of really cool artwork on the wall. Mm-hmm. So it was amazing. I felt really like one of the cooler spots I'd been to in Manhattan, I have to say. Love that. And then on Saturday, I had a hilarious night. I ended up going to, so it's Tribeca Film Festival right now. So I've been going to a few shows. And let me tell you, everyone, I don't want to gatekeep this. It is so cool. Anyone in New York, take a look at the events. Unfortunately, it ends on Sunday. Actually, this podcast will have dropped before it ends, by the time it ends. But next year. And there's really cool things, especially when something is a premiere. So what I went to on Sunday was a premiere for this documentary called She Is the... Oh, no, it was called Uncharted. And it was mm-hmm. about Alicia Keys's her non-for-profit that's called She Is the Music. And she finds, like, little-known female black artists and helps them with their music, lifts them up, gives them more opportunity in the music space because there is not a lot of female presence especially not you know people of color in the in the music industry so she's trying to integrate that and there was a statistic that about three percent of producers are women wow oh my gosh so trying to up those numbers because alicia talked in the documentary about how she would feel really intimidating intimidated going into the music booth and or the recording booth, and it was all men yeah. that she was working with. She yeah. felt intimidation. She said the men would be smoking, drinking. So, especially with like Kesha, yeah, you like know, all talking, those like allegations, you know, not allegations, things that actually happened with like assault and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, absolutely. So, I think it's really cool work. And then at the end of it, Alicia came out with the women that the documentary were, documentary were about, and each of the women did two songs, and then Alicia sang Empire State of Mind uh, in a chills. small auditorium. I paid $30 for those people. Chills. $30. Amazing. I saw her at the Global Music Fest in Central Park once, and she's so talented. Yeah. She's amazing. And she's beautiful. Stunning. Yeah. And she doesn't age. Stunning. Because I had her, I had her CD when I was like in sixth grade. She was yeah insane. She's, She's so cool, a legend. Love that. And then on Monday, since I was inspired by this Alicia Keys random thing that I ended up going to, I was looking up more, and I ended up going to a screening, another premiere for the Waitress musical. Mm. It was the original Broadway cast recording, and it was amazing and then Sarah Barry Ellis mm-hmm. who was the original star of the show and wrote the music and and all of that she came out and sang one of the songs from the musical and she was mom, amazing huh? no why is mom she a fan? wanted to see yeah mom wanted to see her but we just never got to it I can't remember what happened but mom always wanted to go see Sarah Bareilles oh my gosh I had no idea yeah I didn't know if she was even a fan I'll have to tell her yeah well, she was amazing and just as good live as she is in anything else. So that was really cool. Yeah, she's also super talented. Mm-hmm. Love um, it. And I, oh, I did. The last thing I wanted to share is that on Wednesday night, I did go and I'm reading this amazing book right now that I highly recommend to everyone. It's called Three Women. And my friends, Aaron and Adriana, had read it and they couldn't believe I hadn't read it and we're like you would love this book they're right what's it about it's about three women no <laughs> yeah don't say uh, 
Okay. But this uh, female reporter interviewed three women about their sex lives. Okay. And two of them are anonymous. One is the real name of the woman. Very interesting. The fact that it is, uh, you know, all real is very interesting. And I feel like it's a really good commentary on, like, female sexuality in our society. Totally. So, Yeah. Love That's it. what it's about. You know, I've been talking about this with some of my mom friends. And, you know, when you find out you're having a girl and gender disappointment is a real thing. And people have gender disappointment for different reasons. And mine is because, one, I, I have an older brother. And people, I got a lot of hate for that when I posted that. Like, I wanted to have a boy. But you have to understand that with having a girl which is so amazing but when you have a girl there's so many things you have to worry about that you will never have to worry about when you have a son mm-hmm. and there's so many things I have to teach her that I will I'll have to teach my son obviously so many things that people have never taught their sons in the past which is why we have a lot of problems that we do today mm-hmm which obviously I will teach my son, Mm -hmm. sons if I have many, but there's so many things I need to teach dictator because there are men and boys out there who are not taught about consent and not taught how to respect boundaries and all these things. And it's just so scary and so stressful. Like there's just so many things. Like I already think about it like way too much about... Like, there's so... You have to worry about so much more when you have a girl that you do. Like, and I'm so happy I have a girl. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. There's so many blessings that come with having a girl. It's just... There's just so much you have to worry about. I agree. There's a lot of fear around that exists by just being a woman. And it is, I'm sure, scary to then, like, bring another little girl into the world that's going to have to worry about those things. It's very sad. But at the same time, we should teach our men to not take advantage yes, of women. Yes, 100%. 100%. So that but needs to be the first step. That, that will be a goal. But you can't control other people's but I can't, Exactly. I can't, there, there is a, a lot of men out there who will never be taught that, and that's outside of my control, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But anyway, all of this I said to bring back to, I've been really enjoying reading this book, and I went on Wednesday to a local wine uh, wine bar of mine and I just sat there and I drank a glass of wine and I read it alone oh, and so I just fun. wanted to be sure to put that out because I know we encourage doing stuff like that a lot so yes, it was amazing and I recommend anyone doing that I was romanticizing my life so it's great it. Uh, it. so it's been a great week although I have been missing you and the dictator yes. but very excited for you to be here for just a short amount of time I know. I'm so happy that we got in to record mm-hmm. before. What are you doing this weekend? Um, I don't really have many plans. I have a friend who's having a party tomorrow night, but that's really all. Nicole and I might go to Bond Street and just sit at the bar tonight because I haven't had that one cocktail that I love there in a while. So maybe that I'll do that. And who knows? Maybe I'll play some tennis, pick a ball. Just enjoy my time in the city before I leave. Before you leave? 
going to Peru and leaving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about your Peru trip? Yeah, I'm going to Peru next Thursday to do the Inca Trail and, you know, go to uh, Machu Picchu with our dad. I'm very excited to just have another adventure. I haven't had one of these trips in a while uh, where I feel like I'll really remember it and won't probably ever go back you know kind of like Rainier or when we skied the inferno mm-hmm. so I'll take lots of pictures and I can't wait to chat about it when I return yeah. but um you know that's what I've got on the docket and then we'll be in Michigan for yeah. a few weeks so it'll be so, fun. so we'll have relaxed. lots of fun fun pods when we're there we'll have sydney we're gotta get sydney on the pod mm-hmm. maybe we'll bring mom back on if she'll do it yeah spencer so, maybe if he comes yeah spencer when he's come yeah when he comes yeah. so yeah i'm excited anyway right. you want to introduce today's topic yes this was my topic of choice this week i wanted to talk about therapy yes and our experiences with it and to talk about how we found our therapists Mm -hmm. what the process of getting into therapy was like for us and just share our experiences for anyone who is out there who is in therapy or is looking to find a new therapist or is thinking about going into therapy just to share some of our life experience about the topic yes do you want to start with your experience with therapy because you started therapy before i did yes i i'm not in therapy right now which is the goal i feel like is to not always be in therapy that's the goal of a good therapist is that you i mean everybody's different of course yeah everyone's goals for therapy are different and everyone's needs for sure are different Mm -hmm. so I guess we should start with that yeah so I it has definitely been a journey for me I think my first time I was in therapy was right when COVID started I think good time Um, to start that was a dark time yeah but I, I think it was before I had one session in person and then COVID happened so there was just some things happening in my life that were just I I I can't like put people on blast and like say exactly what happened but things were happening and it was like I got like one one last like pin dropped and I thought to myself uh something I'm like operating in my life in a way that I feel like this is unhealthy just by like and it wasn't anything really bad it was just a wake-up call was like I do not know what to do with this situation and so that was really my first like I was like okay maybe I'll just try this out because like I had had friends who were in therapy so that's one of the reasons too I wanted to talk about it is because I had a really good friend from high school who had been in therapy for a while and she was always very vocal about it and I also had a friend in college who was also vocal about how much it had helped her and so I think those people normalizing it in my life didn't make it seem like such a scary thing or a strange thing to do because the people who had told me about it were people that I loved and people who weren't like it's not like they were off the rails right they seemed so normal to me but they just talked about how going about doing this just strengthened their lives made their lives so much better so when I was thinking about how I was just like not in the best place I thought to myself you know like 
these people who I love and who I really look up to are doing this, like, why don't I try it? So I think it's important to talk about it and normalize it um, because I think it can be helpful to anyone. Totally. So I started that, and that therapist was okay. I think maybe she was what I needed for the moment, but I was with her for about a year, and I felt like it was a, it was helpful, but it like, wasn't exactly, I think, what I needed. So I kind of like tapered off, and she was helpful for a little bit, but ended up just not really being exactly the right fit which is important i think in hindsight she was the first person i saw and i was comfortable with her so i just kept at it but i think that it's important to be reflecting on exactly what you do want out of a therapist Mm -hmm. and i'll get to that in a minute after i talk about um my journey so then i wasn't really in therapy for a while and then my ex and I broke up. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, I have, this has happened to me. I just know, like, I wasn't even really, I feel like I was like almost in shock even. And I was like, I feel like in the past with like little breakups, I haven't been great about attacking the problem head on. And I was like, okay, first step, I feel like I just should get a therapist, even if I don't. Like, no, like, I was just like, I think this is the right move Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get a therapist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was having the normal, like, breakup symptoms of, like, literally clinical depression, which is so normal to go through after a breakup, you know, no appetite, sleeping really poorly, not feeling motivated to do anything that made me happy, normal post-breakup depression. And I was like, okay, like, this is something that I know won't last forever, but I think that going into therapy is just like I was just like this is something I should do I was like it just feels like the right next step yes yeah so I texted a good friend of mine who I knew had gone to therapy after her own breakup she referred me to this one therapist who just is actually was such a godsend she was goal-oriented which is something I really wanted because my last therapist like wasn't really goal-oriented like she didn't really give me things to do outside of therapy she it was really just a place to go and talk and I wanted something more than that like I wanted to work I wanted because I knew that I wasn't mentally in a place I wanted to be and I wanted to do the work to get to a better place And so this therapist was goal-oriented. She really believed that, like, you should be doing things outside of therapy to better yourself. And she also really believed that therapy is not a destination. It is a journey that should end and you should graduate out of it. So especially for me, who I am not someone who I'm fortunate enough to not suffer from any sort of... Uh, chronic mental health issues it was very situational which um you know is it's it's normal like it was a nor again like i'll say it's normal to have a true bout of clinical depression after something happens in your life like a death a breakup something tragic that it's normal to have a stint of of depression so I got in with her and she really just absolutely changed my life and it's one of the reasons why I count myself like lucky for having that breakup is the amount of self-growth I was able to do with her. So 
that's my journey with therapy and i can talk more about like other strategies but first kate what's your story well, so i just have some follow-up questions oh, okay. so you found her through a friend which i yes. think is a really great way to because i think that's usually the hardest way to find a therapist that's mm-hmm. not a weirdo mm-hmm. is through a referral from a close friend who you trust because finding a therapist is oft can oftentimes be like dating mm-hmm because there are just like any medical professional there are a lot of good therapists and there are a lot of bad therapists and mm-hmm. there sometimes a, ther- a bad therapist can do more harm than good so my next question is did your therapist take insurance yes my therapist did take insurance however i had to submit it on your own no i had uh, to meet my deductible, deductible before she took insurance which i'm not gonna lie it hurt but I was fortunate enough where I had saved a lot of money before I began my master's program because this all happened while I was also student teaching. Mm. So I had no income, but I was just fortunate enough. I was like, I've saved all this money. Like this is an investment that I, I feel like is worth every penny. So, so how much was she a session? I want to say she was in like, like 150 something like that a session and how often were you seeing her i went weekly and was she a doctor or a... she was a doctor yeah that's actually very reasonably priced i know i think she may have raised her prices but where I, was she based I, out of chicago was it in person or zoom in person that's in because i see not to jump we'll talk about my my next but that's that's less than the person i see and mine is a social worker wow yeah so and after insurance when i finally hit my deductible it was like 30 dollars a session that's crazy because i think that's a lot of what like we can get into this but i think that's what hinders a lot of people is the cost yeah and i think that i hear a lot of people say like it's such a red flag when people don't go to therapy blah 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 but like going to finding a good therapist can be incredibly expensive and can be very can can be very very yeah like a place of privilege sometimes Mm -hmm. if you can't find a good a good therapist that's covered by insurance so coming that's like really what kept me from going to therapy for a long time was the cost and like finding someone that took insurance finding someone that i liked that wasn't $400 a session because really that's what a lot of therapists are in New York. They're yeah. close to $450 a session for a doctor. And a lot of them do not take insurance or you have to file yourself, which is not a big deal. That's what I do now. And it's so easy. Yeah. But so basically I started seeing a therapist I'm postpartum because I felt like I was developing another situational thing. Yeah. So I felt like I was really developing. I definitely had bad postpartum anxiety, but like that could, I could totally handle that because I've always dealt with anxiety for a very long time, obviously like being a nurse, you know, life, whatever. And when you're a nurse or a medical professional, like you, it's really hard to, except that you need help like you think that you help people so Mm -hmm. you're like i don't need help i help people Mm -hmm. so you just kind of deal and like i've always just dealt and it's it's not a big deal like you're like i'm alive my daughter's alive everyone in my family is alive so your threshold for any sort of 
needing help for yourself is very, very low. Like I'm, I have a pulse, so like I'm good. Yeah. So when I started to be like, wow, like I don't really want to get out of bed. I have no desire to do anything. I am like feeling like very tearful. Like this isn't so not myself. Like, like you were talking about like that, those feelings of depression. I was talking to someone who just like a friend that I had made through social media and she was like yes like I had very a very similar experience when I had my daughter like this is you are this is postpartum depression like you need you need to this is who here are two names which I really liked that she gave me two separate names like I could kind of make the decision she wasn't like this is who you should say like and so I just ended up like reaching out to one of them it's a social it's a licensed clinical social worker which mm-hmm. i really liked because i knew she wasn't going to push medicine on me because i did not want to take medicine i knew this was a temporary thing i knew this was yeah postpartum. and i knew if i needed medi and she said to me she's like if you need medication this woman will help put you in touch with right. someone yeah. who can prescribe you medication mm-hmm. she's like i ended up needed me- needing medication and she helped me get to medication but mm-hmm. if you don't need medication like just start with just talking to her and she talks and I like talking to her because we talk in a very human to human way and we talk about relationships in a very human way and I don't know we just we vibe very well and we talk every two weeks and it's 45 minutes it's over zoom it's during nap time it's very chill if i don't want to talk to her if i'm feeling good she's like okay no big deal i'll see you in two weeks like i just i'm i'm really enjoying it and she very similar to what you say she says she gives me homework Mm -hmm. she gives me things to talk to spencer about and she helps me see things from a different perspective but also validates me but Mm. not in a toxic way like she doesn't validate me in the yes man way like oh you're so right like that but she also will be like you know try to think about it from this way and Mm -hmm. like ask him what he means by this Mm -hmm. or you should watch you know like fair play which is like everybody who's married or in a serious relationship has probably heard of fair play you know so things like things like that and so I've really enjoyed my experience with therapy and I think that it's really helped my relationship I feel like it's really helped my mood it's really helped my postpartum experience and I would just really encourage anyone who is listening if you feel if you feel like you're this is your headspace and you are kind of like on the fence if you need therapy I was definitely that person that was like oh I like feel shame I'm I'm ashamed like I don't need therapy I'm fine like there is no shame that you should feel your brain is an organ like is a part of your body just like everything else if there was Mm -hmm. something wrong with your heart you wouldn't feel ashamed to go to a doctor Mm -hmm. you would just go and you should not feel ashamed like there's nothing wrong with you like you just need to take care of it just like the rest of your body right and everything else in your life will get better if you're taking care of your brain. Yeah. So you just got to talk to your friends, talk to people, 
try to get my the first thing I would say is talk to a friend that you know that's in therapy Mm -hmm. and try to get a couple of names and it's like dating and if one person doesn't work out like that's okay keep trying and you can do it a like a 15 minute call your first your first session shouldn't cost you anything you should be able to do a 15 minute thing and Mm -hmm. be like and see if your yeah. energies match. Yeah. And I have some... Que- well, I have some questions for you first, but first thing I wanted to say is it's so interesting. Like, I can really relate to what you said of, oh, wait, I am having depressed symptoms. Yeah. Isn't that strange that... Yeah. Like, it always takes my... Like, I remember one, like, session with my therapist, and it was after I, I feel like I wasn't depressed anymore. It took me probably, like, a few months to, like, really fully come out of depression yeah and she was like yeah like she was like and I said it was like I don't know if I was like depressed she was like you were clinically depressed yeah she was like and that's something I think that can be hard to it's hard to recognize in yourself or admit to yourself I think also people can say like oh like I'm just like so depressed about this like they can kind of use it colloquially which I definitely have done too but yeah i think it's hard to really know truly what depression is like until you're really you're in, in it. it and yeah. then maybe even until you're able to reflect back and say oh my gosh yeah i was not myself yeah like i would there were days when i would literally like could sleep all day mm-hmm. and then still sleep all night like yeah it's it's like when you see those commercials where it's like it's eating all it's eating everything and eating nothing right. it's, it's like, sleeping all the sleep yeah. all, like that's it's like depression it's actually, doesn't look like sadness like it's, it's actually how it is like it's really yeah. crazy and it's actually like, like, I, more like emptiness yeah and it's like it's crazy because i would say to myself oh like i feel like i'm finally coming out of it but it's like no like i really was not actually yeah. even close right like i was i was telling myself that and like pretending like i was like trying to fake it to fake it out but like I really was nowhere even close to being on the other side of it yeah so that's another thing too is I think if you just even like don't I don't know like if you just like Kate said especially not necessarily if but especially if you have had one of these life events like a death like a breakup like giving birth I think watching out for those signs and like thinking well, if even a little bit is off and I just don't feel like myself, just try it out. And again, it's interesting because I can agree, like we think about it as something that is shameful, mm-hmm. but how it's the most natural thing in the world to be to be having these symptoms. Yes. It's natural, especially with an event, but not necessarily even with like, like when I first started going to therapy, it wasn't like some great big event had happened in my life, but I was like... I am all twisted into knots and I think I need help getting untwisted. That was how it felt originally. But then with my breakup, I was like, this is something I need. Yeah. Like I need. And I was like, I will spend any amount of money. I will go into credit card debt, which thankfully I didn't because again, I was lucky enough to have a lot of savings, but it's the best investment I think you can make. And I think that another good way to kind of reach this subject is you will hear your friends make little jokes about like oh my my Lexapro prescription my Wellbutrin prescription like this is how like I have a friend who is on medication like that and like I'll I texted her one day and I was like oh like tell me more about like your experience with this 
And it's like then like the floodgates just open mm. and you get into these deeper conversations about like mental health and mm-hmm. like then the stigma slowly starts to drop. Yes. And you get in these deeper conversations with these people about these things and these conversations get easier and easier and you mm-hmm. learn more about like their experiences because clearly they have a psychiatrist if they have someone who's prescribing their doctor right. or a doctor who's prescribing these things or maybe it's their OB who's prescribing these things. And that's a really good way to learn more about their resources of things like this. Mm-hmm. And so that's another good route to take if you're trying to learn more or trying to figure out what's a good step to try to learn more about how to start your own journey of mm-hmm. trying to find a therapist or trying to get help in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And that's another reason, too. Like, if you're someone listening to this who has been to therapy or is in therapy I and of course it's to everyone's comfort level but I have made it like a core tenet of myself that I am not ashamed that I went to therapy and because my friends that I mentioned earlier were the reason why I felt so comfortable going to therapy because they had socialized it to me and made it seem like such a normal, healthy thing to do, I think it's important to pass that on. Yes, So I'm very open about it. Like, one of the reasons I wanted to make this episode, because some people, like, especially, I feel like we're on that, like, cusp of generation that is, like... if you're in therapy like you're seeing a shrink like it's like a shame i mean i think the stigma is changing but i think that that those scars of how we of the society we grew up in still exist and if you haven't been exposed or haven't heard someone talk so like um or like what's the right word like uh flippant not flippantly but like so casually about their experience in therapy then I think it can feel like a really scary thing to do. Yes. Especially, I think, too, if you've had a bad experience with a therapist in the past. Mm -hmm. I think that can also be something that makes you really hesitant, especially in your younger years. Or, like, if you had some sort of bad experience maybe when you were younger, like, maybe, like, in your, like, early teens Mm -hmm. or something, like, your parents put you in some sort of therapy highly encourage you try again Mm -hmm. and do the research on your own to find someone that works for you because it really like we just like we keep saying it really is so important and something that can really help you in your friendships in your relationships when you become a parent like these things are so important that you figure out on your own yeah because all of these trickle down into your life and Mm -hmm. how you live a life yeah it touches everything yeah it really does touch everything yeah and you want to make your life as easy as possible and the only way to do that oh and the only way to do that is to start from the top and that's your brain yeah so i just cannot especially like being a parent now you really want to figure these things out as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. Because 
in your relationship, like your partner is not responsible for your triggers, your issues, all that. Like you need to do the work yourself. And the best way to do that is to work through it with a professional therapist, truly. Like, yeah. You will be such a better partner. You'll be such a better parent. You'll be such a better friend. Like mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's. I think it's empowering too, because totally. at least in my experience, which is one of the things I liked with my therapist I had after my breakup is I received from her a lot of tools and ways of looking at the world that now I have in my toolkit that I take into my life while I'm not in therapy, but that I now feel like, okay, I'm, I'm noticing these feelings. I can do X or, you know, things like that. Knowing that yourself, knowing these tools just serves me in every single aspect of my life. Exactly. I also, though, now that we're getting to this point in the time marker, I want to chat about some tips for finding a therapist and some, and then some questions to ask yourself about what kind of therapist that you want and questions to ask your therapist when you meet them in their first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I have some tips, but do you want, do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Go, go, go. So in terms of finding a therapist, I would actually recommend psychology.com. Psychology Today, yeah. So yeah, Psychology Today. Yeah. You can find a lot of therapists on there. And as we spoke about before, I think referrals are really fantastic um i also so i'll just add not to not to interrupt because you said that about it because i have a friend who's a psych np and she always says you can do psychologytoday.com and you can compare with zocdoc to find someone yeah. that matches with your insurance. in your network yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna say i would okay. say zocdoc to find who's in your network psychology today to find therapists in yeah. general i would be very 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 careful with those those things that are the ads that you see all the time what ads? you know the ones that are like you can text with a therapist oh oh like uh better help yeah i was i've his? heard a lot of bad things yeah about those so i'd just be very careful and with yeah. taking that route i would stick with the more traditional route yeah it's just hard because you really don't know if it's who you're if to. you if you can afford it, you want to do what you can, but it's just I feel like not, it's so detrimental to have a bad therapist. Yes, but continue. So those would be my tips for finding a therapist. As but before I would go searching, I would first ask myself a few questions. And again, this is just my advice: take with a grain of salt. But this is what I would do and what I have done. Consider a few questions like. Do I want a male or a female therapist? Mm -hmm. Am I comfortable with either one? I personally only wanted a female therapist, so I only looked for female therapists. Do I feel like I need my therapist needs to be a doctor or am I comfortable with them being a social worker? Mm -hmm. I think that social worker is totally fine personally, but I just, my referral was a doctor and she was amazing. So take that as you will. And the biggest difference is their ability to prescribe medications Mm -hmm. a a social worker a clinical social worker cannot prescribe you any sort of medication however as kate said they if they see that you may need that they can refer you they will so yeah exactly so i think that either route but i mean consider consider for yourself yeah but i think that having a social worker if you but if you if you're like i know that i'm going to need some sort of prescription like some people are just self-aware and not they know they'll need yeah. I would just start with the doctor route. Yeah. 
Other things I would consider what type of therapy you want them to have being practiced. Um, so like what type, what's their technique in therapy? I would research different techniques and then something that maybe sounds like a route that you want to go. You can ask your therapist how they usually go about or your potential therapist, how they usually go about practicing therapy whether they are goal-oriented, if that's something that you want. That's something Kate and I both really wanted is someone who's goal-oriented. Do they give you tasks outside of outside of therapy? Are they comfortable? Are they invested in getting you out of therapy? If that's something that you are looking for. If you're looking for someone that you feel like you need, you don't really, you want to stay in therapy and you don't really feel like it's your goal to get out, that's totally personal preference. Um, another thing is if you feel like being in person is important to you versus if a virtual environment is something that you need or prefer. Uh, I personally really wanted to be in person. So I found a therapist that was in person, but for Kate, she's virtual and that's what works best for her lifestyle. So those are the main ones. Do you think I'm missing anything? I would make sure you're looking at, depending on your need, what does that type of therapist specialize in? Because there are oh yeah, like relationship therapy, anxiety, PTSD, mm-hmm. childhood yeah. therapy, things like that. And then something that my therapist, when we had our first session, I liked that she phrased it in the way of, I want to make sure we're a good fit. Yeah. I liked that she said that because that said to me that she was willing to say, I can't help you if she didn't think that she could help me. She Mm -hmm. wasn't going to take me just to cash a check. Right, right, Which I really liked. Yeah. Like, she knew if my needs... If our my needs, she could not help. That she was gonna say, "Hey, I can't help you, but maybe here's a colleague of mine can help you." Yeah, and I really respected that. Absolutely, I think that's really important because that's always something I worried about too. Is like, is she keeping me here because I'm paying to be here? Yeah. Like, but that was another thing. I was lucky enough with this therapist that I had that she was so booked. I was like, I'm lucky to have a slot. So she was not, she did not <laughs> she need did my not money. Need your money. <laughs> so that was a comfort to me for sure. Um, so yeah, those, I think, I mean, of course, and again, I will disclaim that we are, Kate and I are not We're licensed not professionals, professionals, but if We're I... are here to help a happiest girl out. Yeah. And these are things that I would like tell my friends if I were telling my friends. Yes. And uh, another thing I want to say is if you find it to be nerve-wracking to walk to therapy or if that is your route and you're in person I think that having a trusted friend walk with you there especially for the first session because it can be scary going somewhere and I'm like oh I'm gonna spill my guts out to someone it's nerve-wracking so that's a nice thing and another thing that was is helpful I think is if you can have a trusted friend that you know you can call afterwards and debrief about the session that's also a really nice thing to have as a comfort if you again are lucky enough to have someone that you can come to with that, that's a nice little a little thing to have to help you be you know strong in therapy and feel comfortable with the situation. Um, yes. Yeah. All right. Last thing I want to say before we do our baboos, mm-hmm. coming from a medical professional. Yeah. If you are ever like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid they're going to judge me. There is nothing. Nothing, nothing you could say that that therapist 
has not heard something crazier in their schooling and their training from another person. Like I promise you, like they have heard something crazier. Mm-hmm. Okay, these people have done training in some of the crazy. Like even I had to do, even as a nurse, I had to do training at a mental health clinic. I could tell you some of the crazy stories I've heard. And so, like, I can't even imagine if I was actually training uh, to be a psychiatrist or Mm -hmm. to be, like, a licensed... Like, so never be afraid to actually be as honest as you're comfortable being. Like, they have heard way crazier. So just always be comfortable being honest. Your your privacy is protected by law. So just, just know, like they've heard crazier things and you oh, could I'm you sure. could anything you could say they've heard crazier it's kind of like going to the gyno yeah and you're like oh wait it's just another vagina yeah today. <laughs> yeah they were, you're there 17th that morning yeah like, there's it's nothing new yeah and uh, one last thing i feel like i wanted to say is i know we talked a lot about situational therapy but I think much like the first time I went into therapy, you don't need a significant event to enter into therapy. Sometimes it can you can have lived a totally like a life that you may, you know, just be like, actually, I think this could just benefit me. Yes. I feel like this could just benefit me. Or you could have things from your past that you need to work through that are affecting your relationships now. I think you can be the most normal person on this planet and still could benefit from therapy. Yeah. Or some, maybe it's like someone else that's in your life that won't go to therapy. And so you need to go to therapy to deal, you know, to <laughs> yeah. deal. So. Yeah. So I think although it is important situationally to be aware, also it's important just to, I mean, I personally think anyone could benefit from it i think finances is a huge barrier but i think i feel like everyone should try it out personally yeah there's different schools of thought but yes i want to just normalize it and encourage anyone who's even thinking about it to just give it a try if you're able to we are your happiest girls happiest in therapy baby yes Definitely, 100%. All right, so should we do baboos? Let's do baboos. I wanted to say something about, you know, that I've realized, because two weeks ago my baboo was, you know, not keeping a, a thought, like a good thought on the inside, which, mm-hmm. like, I haven't been very good about. I think it's, like, just, like, you know, the pseudo-New Yorker in me, just, like, not speak to strangers. But I've noticed, because I know your baboo is to be kinder to yourself, you know, like, your yeah, internal yeah, dialogue. Yeah. I've noticed yeah. that my internal dialogue has gotten better. <gasps> Since my my dialogue towards others has oh gotten better. Oh my gosh, look at so that. So like, you know what? I want to be more confident. I want to be better to myself. Start making your thoughts towards others be better. Yeah, so I feel like our... Start focusing on the, yeah. the good in others and your inner thoughts will be, become better. I love that. I really do feel like our negative judgments on other people are oftentimes indicative of how we judge ourselves yes so that's such a good insight to say if we are being kinder to others it will lead to us being kinder to ourselves kate are you the buddha sitting next to me in the church of kate we say amen Amen. (laughs) so what's your baboo i think my baboo was maybe meditation which guys i'm not a meditator a meditation (laughs) i'm not a meditator i'm not a meditator i don't know why i try i want you to try Try. I'm uh, such a I've big believer had, like, in it. I've such a chaotic week. I, I don't know. I've just like, been Wait, running around. Five minutes out of your day you can't take. I really could. I really have no reason not to. 
All right, so are you gonna are you giving up? Should we try week three, guys? I feel like we should try week three. If anyone's out there and wants to send meditation (sighs) tips or like apps, the Calm app is great. I know, I know, I know. I I promise it's worth it. Okay, week three, guys. Week three. You got this. It's okay. We're on the Babu journey. We're on the Babu journey. Okay. So my Babu, I believe, was that internal dialogue, and it's been going fantastic i woke (laughs) i woke up on thursday after i had drank my solo night out and wine gives me such anxiety and i like woke up hating myself drink glass oh actually you know what my babu was actually no spend week oh yeah oh my god guys no spend month guys and i'm not gonna lie like right after kate and i wrapped that podcast Someone texted me asking me if they oh, wanted to come to me see. Yeah. But how was it? It was so good though, you said. It was so good. I was like, guys, no spend week is not going well. I must go to me see. It's just this this restaurant in New York that's really hard to get a reservation at and has amazing food. So I went. But I yeah, will I gotta say I got to recreate that bread. Yes, the ricotta bread's so good. I will say though, I have been doing pretty well with not spending. I and I got this wine because I made a really tight budget. And let me tell you guys, like, I know we've talked about this before on the pod, but a tight budget is the key to no financial stress. We should do another budget. We should. Pod without Be- dad because he's he's a little antiquated in his uh, Yeah, you know, like, I'm not going to get my $7 latte. I will still figure out a way to have a G-Wagon and um, coffee. Okay? I'm not going to spend a grand on Taylor Swift tickets. You're dreaming. Just marry Rich. It's, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, so I saw on my budgeting app that I did have the funds to get a glass of wine. So I went and got a glass of wine. But my budget is tight so you'll be okay it's been good i think i've been releasing true i went to a concert last night and i really wanted to buy a record but i didn't because it's no spend Mm, so i think restraint thank you so i think my babu for this week i want to do a little bit of stretching or yoga every Mm. day because i'm going on this hike and i just feel like i haven't been doing a lot of yoga recently and my body's feeling tight you know, there's a core power. I know, but Kate, think oh, about no spend. it. It's no spend. You think I got money in the budget for that? Hell no. So Find some YouTube videos. Exactly. And, or some Peloton. Yeah. get on the Peloton app. Yeah. A friend of mine recommended a YouTube gal to do yoga, and I have space. I got the yoga mat. I'm going to do it. So stretching this week. You do it outside on your... I know. I know. Maybe outside, maybe in my room. We'll see. So anyway, that is the Babu for this week. I feel really good about this episode. Love it. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed. We hope this found you found this helpful. And follow us on Instagram at the Happiest Girls Podcast. And you know what? Go to therapy. Well, we have a pod if next you want week. to. I leave on Thursday night. Are you free on Thursday? My flight's yeah. at midnight. So I could come at 7 and record and then go to the airport. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. And money reset. Let's Let's go. go.